Hey everyone, it's Pacific, and welcome back to the last episode of Season 5. If you can believe it or not, our 45th episode. Um, Long season, couple of breaks, a little bit of a hiatus in the middle, but 45 episodes, that's crazy. Uh, Anyways, this is the last episode of Season 5. Next week, we start Class of 76. Uh, Like I said, it's a 10-episode miniseries. It'll take us all the way out until uh, end of December, and uh, I think you'll like it. I have just a couple of things to talk about this week, and then a brand new spanking episode for you. Uh, First things first, over at our Patreon, we have a special promotion running for all of October. Uh, If you sign up any time before November 1st, or if you're a continuing patron, you'll get three postcards if you're at $5 or above. Or if you're at $10 or above, you'll also get three stickers. Uh, all the designs are done by our artist Valdivia. He's incredible. Uh, and you can check out the designs in um, the show notes below. There's a link to the Patreon post with all the cool graphics. Um, and you can find us at patreon.com scp underscore pod. I think that's about all I have for this week, but I do want to give a shout out to the patrons joining us now, including Nate Khan, Rahal, That One Furry, Lillian Augustine, Purveyor of Chaos, Alex Wend, Daniel Silver, Felix Poisson, Yu He, Aran Aladdin, and Taylor Bales. Thanks for supporting the show. You help us do what we do. And now, a quick message from our sponsors, and then, this week's episode. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Warning, the Foundation database is classified. Unauthorized access will result in detainment. Within this archive, you'll find the procedures, descriptions, and accounts of the most notorious anomalies we've encountered to date. Secure. Contain. Protect. Item number, SCP-6020. Containment class, esoteric. Secondary class. Thomiel. Special containment procedures. Initially, a biological research unit, bio unit J4 78, aka Honeysuckle, was established to study and maintain the security of SCP 6020. However, following an extensive evaluation of SCP 6020 A's beneficial properties, bio unit J4 88 was subsequently expanded and redesignated as Site 171.1. As such, SCP-6020 and SCP-6020-A are protected from discovery or distribution by standard foundation site security measures. SCP-6020-A is to be maintained at a diameter between 6,000 meters and 6,500 meters at all times, with appropriate adjustments made to gardening schedules whenever necessary. A wooded area has been planted around the perimeter of SCP-6020-A to limit the possibility of external observation. SCP-6020 itself is immobile and requires no additional physical containment. SCP-6020 has been deemed a non-hostile sentient entity, NHSE, and has proven willing to assist Foundation researchers when its mental state permits. While Site-171 staff members are permitted to discuss their work with SCP-6020, it is recommended that they avoid mentioning particularly unpleasant or distressing events, 
such as mass bloodshed or torture. Such topics have a strongly negative impact on SCP-6020's mental well-being and can result in extended periods of non-communication. SCP-6020 should especially not be informed of incidents where the actions of the Foundation might be considered morally dubious or have resulted in high levels of casualties or extensive suffering. SCP-6020 should not be informed of the existence or purpose of Class D personnel. SCP-6020 has extremely sensitive disposition and is believed that such revelations may damage the Foundation's ongoing relationship with it. Any significant changes in SCP-6020's attitude or behavior should be reported immediately to a member of Site-171 supervisory staff. Description SCP-6020 is a paramedic entity that identifies itself as the Earth God Hepalicoli and is presently housed within a sandstone pillar, or standing stone, which measures 4.7 meters in height above the ground and has a further 0.5 meters below ground. The pillar is coated with lichen and moss, and its upper area appears to have been partially eroded by weather. Two other smaller stones, measuring 4 meters and 3.8 meters in height, have been placed nearby. SCP-6020 reports that these are the remnants of nine stones which were originally placed around its pillar. SCP-6020 professes to have been the deity of a small tribe that lived approximately 4,000 years ago. This is consistent with radiocarbon dating of human remains unearthed near the pillars. SCP-6020 is able to communicate through an adaptive form of telepathy, which it claims also enables it to converse with non-sapient animals and plants. So far, it has been largely cooperative with Foundation personnel. However, SCP-6020 suffers from poor mental health and is prone to long periods of silence when upset. It has found certain inquiries about its history extremely distressing and frequently believes the Foundation personnel are asking it questions out of a sense of obligation or politeness rather than genuine interest. SCP-6020-A SCP-6020-A is the designation code given SCP-6020's range of anomalous influence. It is a roughly spherical area of space that extends outward from SCP-6020 in all directions. Living organisms within SCP-6020-A are subject to the following anomalous effects. Any flora planted within the soil of SCP-6020-A will grow rapidly until it has reached a state of maturity. At that point, its biological aging will abruptly slow. Flowers will grow from seeds in a matter of days, and then remains in bloom for months at a time. This occurs regardless of whether or not the plants are provided with sustenance such as sunlight, water, or nutrients. Plants within SCP-6020-A also appear to be unaffected by most external factors, including climate, soil type, and disease. The majority of sapient life forms, including all humans so far exposed to SCP-6020-A, experience increased feelings of happiness, pleasure, and contentment, and reduced feelings of anger, hatred, and hostility. Individuals struggling with mental health concerns such as stress, anxiety, depression, and PTSD report that their symptoms are lessened while within SCP-6020-A. In most cases, some degree of these effects persist even after a subject leaves SCP-6020-A, with longer periods of exposure resulting in longer and more intense after-effects. SCP-6020's influence on sapiens is especially pronounced in its immediate vicinity. Within approximately 20 meters of it, subjects are prone to a sense of euphoria. This area is designated SCP-6020-A2. The diameter of SCP-6020-A is determined by what SCP-6020 describes as acts of worship. Providing SCP-6020 with worship will extend the size of SCP-6020 while providing it with less or no worship will cause it to contract. SCP-6020 can be worshipped by performing devotional gardening-related activities within the boundaries of SCP-6020-A. This effectiveness of this worship is completely irrespective of whether the gardening-related activities would actually be beneficial to normal flora. Activities that have been found to support SCP-6020-A's expansion include pouring buckets of water in a single patch of soil, digging holes for imaginary seeds, and then filling them in again, and running a child's toy mower across the grass. Conversely, using an automated water sprinkler system did not promote expansion, although the act of installing the system did. SCP-6020 states that it does not choose what actions are counted as worship. 
but is able to feel if a particular action is or is not. It claims to have no personal control over the size or effects of SCP-6020-A. Site Overview Site Identification Code JPALP-Site-717 Purpose and Objectives Site 171 was established primarily to take advantage of the beneficial properties of SCP-6020. SCP-6020 generates an anomalous field, SCP-6020-A, which promotes mental health and happiness in sentient entities and sustains and protects plant life. Site 171 has three primary objectives. To safeguard plants which are interested to foundation or whose preservation is deemed important. This includes both anomalous and endangered flora. To provide containment for sentient anomalous entities that require mental health support or whose hostile behavior might be curbed by SCP-6020. To provide assistance to Foundation personnel who require mental health support, Site-171 incorporates a wellness center, identification code 717-B, where staff members suffering from mental health difficulties can be sent if deemed necessary. List of anomalies under site jurisdiction. Access denied. List of well-being center patients. Access denied. Interview Log 1 Interviews with Dr. George Stanworth Preface Due to the difficulties of bringing D-Class personnel into contact with SCP-6020, it was decided to open Bio-Unit J4-74 to selected Foundation volunteers. Dr. Stanworth is a 41-year-old researcher with a history of depression and anxiety. He also has late-diagnosed attention deficit disorder, ADD. At the time of these interviews, he was receiving therapy for panic attacks and anxiety-related insomnia. Interview Log 6020-B2-2018-1 Interviewee Dr. George Stanworth Interviewer Dr. Samuel White Forward The following interview was conducted 24 hours after Dr. Stanworth exited SCP-6020-A, following 24 hours of exposure. Begin Log Alright, if you're all set now, I've started the recording. Good afternoon, Dr. Stanworth. How are you feeling today? Oh, um, fine. Thank you very much. Fine. Um, sorry. I'm, you know, not very used to being on this side of the interview desk, as it were. Or that side, I suppose, actually, come to think of it. Sorry. Never mind. That's quite alright. It can take a little getting used to. Now, do you think you can expand a little bit on fine? Oh, yes, yes, of course. Sorry. I am, uh, well, um, in good health, or as good health as I was when I went in, I suppose. Um, as far as I can tell, there have been no negative side effects of my time at the Honeysuckle Unit, or none that have developed yet, I suppose I should say. Touch wood. Uh, no, you know, <laughs> no brains dribbling out of my ears or howling at the moon so far. <laughs> no, uh, but yes, um, I feel fine. Distinctly fine. I mean, uh, you know, good. Goodish, I suppose. Unwound. Refreshed. I see. And tell me, how would you describe your time in SCP-6020-A? Oh, it was, well, well, I mean, um, if not the most pleasant experience of my life, so far then definitely, you know, right up there. I can't remember the last time I felt so relaxed. Uh, I'm not sure I ever have been. And the garden they've put in? Gorgeous. I've never been much of a, you know, a, a garden person, but palm trees in that climate? And those beautiful big purple flowers, oh, the... Uh, Sorry, I, I forget the name, but you, you've seen them, haven't you? I've seen them, but we're just here to talk about your experiences today, Doctor. Right, yes, I'm sorry, yes, uh, tangent. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Must keep on task. All right. So while you were in SCP-6020-A, you felt, in a word, happy. Uh, yes. Well, I, I mean, yes, of course, definitely. But not, I mean, not quite exactly the same way. I'd usually think of happiness, I suppose. I'm sorry, I I'm being rather confusing. No, that's very interesting. Can you explain what you mean? 
Right, well, normally, I suppose, you, um, well, get happy when something good happens, don't you? You, um, I don't know, get the job you want, or eat food you like, or see a picture of some baby otters holding hands or something. Happiness is sort of put into you. But in SCP-6020-A, it's, it's not like that. It's more like, um, like going into space and finding that your body has become weightless. Not that I've ever been to space, you understand, but it's how I imagine it must feel. You get outside the Earth's gravity and you suddenly realise that you've been living all your life with this things, this weight on you, and now it's gone. And you never noticed it was there at all until you feel it's missing. You never... You never considered that it was something separate from you, that it could be taken away while leaving you still there. I mean, that you could still be without it, if that makes sense. Only... It all seemed very simple when I was up there. But now I'm here, I can't quite... I can't remember. I can't remember what the thing was. Where I end and it begins, it's so hard to explain. I know that I knew it, but I don't know what it was that I knew exactly. I'm sorry, I'm rambling. I, I know that's not very helpful. Not at all, Doctor. That's very useful. And I think we'll leave it there for now. Thank you for coming in today. Right, yes, well, um, thank you for, um, everything. Interview Log 2. Interview Log 6020-B2-2018-2. Interviewee, Dr. George Stanworth. Interviewer, Dr. Samuel White. Forward. The following interview is conducted via video call. 46 hours into Dr. Stanworth's second visit to SCP-6020-A. Begin log. Good afternoon, Dr. Stanworth. How are you feeling today? And an extremely good afternoon to you, Dr. White. As a matter of fact, I'm feeling even better than when you asked me the same question yesterday. Would you like to know what I did this morning? Don't worry, I won't make you guess. I woke up without feeling tired. Not one little bit. You know, I was beginning to think that waking up and not wanting to immediately roll over and go back to sleep was something I'd invented in childhood. But today, just BAM! Up and at em. What's for breakfast? Incidentally, it was poached eggs. I don't know if this place makes food taste better or they just hired some truly excellent cooks, but as eggs go, these were belters. I take it that you're still enjoying your return trip to SCP-6020-A. Immensely, truth be told. I wasn't much of a, you know, what's the word? A social butterfly on my first visit? I stayed in my room for most of the day, just, well, soaking it all in, I suppose. Now I feel like I know the place a little better. I've arranged to go for a bit of a ramble after lunch with a few of the staff members. They've extended the garden since I was last here, or the forest part, I suppose. And they're going to show me the trees. There are some truly beautiful varieties here, which I probably have said was an odd thing to say about trees before I came to visit, but it's true. My grandmother was always a tree fan. When I was growing up, she was very keen that I learn the names of trees and the shapes of their leaves, but I'm afraid I was never a particularly attentive student. The only ones I still remember are oaks, because well, they're everywhere, and monkey puzzles, because they sounded so silly. You know... I think that the higher-ups should give some thought to expanding this place. SCP-6020-A, I mean, not just the bio-unit. Expand SCP-6020-A. And what makes you think that, Dr. Stanworth? Well, I'm not being mind-controlled by the talking rockery, if that's what you're worried about. But then I suppose that's just what I would say if I was being mind-controlled, of course. So I suppose you'll have to decide for yourself when I get back. But this area is deserted for miles around. You could accommodate... Oh, Hundreds of people here, easily. And the garden could do with some room to grow. They've been testing out fruit trees. They've got apples and pears and plums and cherries so far, but it seems like you can grow anything here, from anywhere. Oh, hold on. Wasn't there a type of banana that went extinct or something a few years ago? I'm sure I heard something like that. Do we know if anyone has any seeds left? We could bring it back with this place, start a whole new crop, Hold on, is that the right word for bananas? 
A crop? Or do they have some silly name like a murder of crows? I'm afraid I'm not especially well acquainted with the particulars of banana farming, but I'm sure that your suggestions will be given due consideration when I hand in my report. Oh, goodness, I'm so sorry. You must think I'm terribly rude. Here I am, blathering on about breakfast and bananas, and you probably have a clipboard full of questions to ask before you can get to your lunch. Please, do go on. I won't interrupt again. That's quite all right. I believe this conversation has more or less covered everything I was going to ask anyway. I'll schedule our next talk for the same time tomorrow. Have a pleasant rest of your day, Doctor, and thank you for your time. And the very same to you, Dr. White. Interview log. 6020-B2-17-07-2018. Interviewee, Dr. George Stanworth. Interviewer, Dr. Samuel White. The following interview is conducted 76 hours after Dr. Stanworth exited SCP-6020-A, following 168 hours of exposure. Begin log. Good afternoon, Dr. Stanworth. How are you feeling today? I'm well, thank you, Dr. White. Quite well. Could you expand on that a little? Well, certainly. I'll do my best. Hmm. So, like before, as far as I'm aware, I have suffered no negative side effects from prolonged exposure to SCP-6020-A. No one has remarked upon any change in my behaviour, except that my sister said I sounded happier on the phone, which was nice. I suppose I am, really. Thought, of course, it may be something psychosomatic. I haven't had a panic attack since I returned from Honeysuckle, but then it has only been three days, so I suppose I shouldn't make any firm statements about that. Thank you. That's very helpful. Now, when we spoke at the beginning of last week, you suggested that SCP-6020-A should be expanded, and more people should be housed within its boundaries. Are you still in favor of that? Mm. I still think it could be a good idea, yes. Following all proper evaluation and whatnot, of course. I mean, well, it's just rather nice having an anomaly that just seems to make people feel better after the unpleasantness we have to deal with most of the time. It just seems a waste not to make use of something that actually seems to do some good. And I do understand your position, of course. I think we've all been waiting for the other shoe to drop. And Honeysuckle to start spewing forth mutant fruit trees or something. Whoever's up there doesn't usually seem very keen on giving us an easy time of things. Are you a religious man, Dr. Stanworth? <laughs> Not especially. But then I have just spent a week with an actual god, tending to a heavenly garden with a plastic lawnmower, so I, I suppose I should try to keep an open mind. And if SCP-6020-A really is just what it seems to be, well, why not use it, you know? I think we wretched mortals deserve a little paradise once in a while. I see. Tell me, Doctor, how do you feel when it was time for you to leave SCP-6020-A? Did you feel disappointed, for example? Upset? Did you want to stay longer? Hmm. Well, I think it's... It's quite hard to feel disappointed by things like that while you're up there. That stuff doesn't seem to matter all that much, when the whole world seems to be opened up in front of you. I suppose I felt content. Honestly, very content. I mean, it is lovely up there, but anywhere else can be lovely too. Hepolacoli just makes it easier to see that. SCP-6020, please, for the record. Pardon me, uh, quite so, SCP-6020. And I mean, when I was about to come back, I wasn't thinking, oh no, what happens when I leave here? Am I going to be all miserable again? I was thinking, why don't I feel like this all the time? I felt ready to, well, do things. It's, um, it's hard to explain. Look, do you remember what I said the first time we met about it being hard to remember exactly how things feel when you're in there? You can remember what the feeling was, but not, um, how you got there? Well, I'm not sure if that's the best explanation, but I can't think of a better one right now. I remember. Right. Um, but I bring it up because I think it's the same when you're inside, but the other way round. I mean, I could remember everything. The panic attacks, the anxiety, the, you know, bad days. But I don't think I could quite understand how those feelings worked. 
It's like one of those optical illusion pictures of two things in one. But once you see the one of them, you can't make your brain switch back to seeing the other. When I was about to leave SCP-6020A, I, I don't think I really believed the bad stuff would come back. It just seemed too incomprehensible to feel that way. But, well, actually, um, no, look, there's something else, but I've just realised I've been going on and on and on, and you're the one who's meant to be asking me questions. Sorry. I mean, not sorry. I mean, I mean yes, no, I do mean sorry in this case. I, I'm, I'm just trying to cut down on saying sorry so much. Since your second visit to SCP-6020A? Well, yes and no. I mean, it's... It's been something I've wanted to stop doing for years now, but when you get into the habit of something like that, it's hard to shift. But I didn't seem to say it at all while I was up at Honeysuckle. Well, hardly ever. So I thought, you know, while the iron's hot and all that, I try extra hard to keep it going. But I'm going off on a tangent again. Sorry, I mean, sorry, you know what I mean. Look, I'll shut up, you ask questions. It's quite all right. Everything you've provided us with has been most informative. You said there was something else? There was? Mm, about what? You were you were talking about remembering and said that there was something else you wanted to tell me. Oh, yes, of course, right. Um, I, I was just going to say that that thing I told you about after my first visit, the, the weight you think is just an inseparable part of you until SCP-6020-A takes it away... Well, I still can't properly remember it. Not the way I think I could in SCP-6020-A. But I'm... I'm more aware of it, I think. As something that's repeatable. I can feel it like a slightly loose tooth. And yesterday, I just sat down and closed my eyes, and for a, a few minutes, I think that I pushed that weight off myself. It wasn't quite like being there, back in Honeysuckle, I mean, but it was something like it. Thank you, Doctor. That's extremely interesting. I think we might have to schedule a follow-up interview with someone who's a little more of a specialist than myself. Of course, any time. I mean, you know, within my schedule, of course. Of course. Can you tell me how you feel towards SCP-6020-A now? Do you want to return? <laughs> well, if that's an invitation, I definitely won't say no, but... I suppose it feels a bit like a long holiday, really. Or a vacation, your lot would say. It makes for a wonderful break, but you don't really expect to keep going back there every few weeks. It feels too special. I see. And how would you feel if I told you that you could not go back? Ever. That I decided to ban you from BioUnit J478 because we wanted to study the effects long-term withdrawal. Is this the part where you expect me to jump over the desk and threaten to throttle you to death with your tie unless you take me back there? Is that what you'll like to do, Dr. Stanworth? No, 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 just a bad joke. I promise. Poor taste, absolutely no homicidal urges to report, I assure you. And no compulsion effect demanding my return, as far as I'm aware. In fact, quite honestly, I would have expected to feel a lot worse at the prospect of never going back than I do, but... I suppose it's a bit like visiting the Northern Lights. You wouldn't not want to see them again, but it's really the first time that feels fulfilling. You know it's going to keep on existing and being admired, and you've made yourself a little part of that story. Thank you, Doctor. Just two last questions, then. Earlier, you mentioned SCP-6020 by name. Did you spend much time speaking with it? And what was your relationship like? Well, relationship might be a bit of a stretch. I think everyone up there spoke to it at some point. When you get really close to it, the feeling is just, you know, incredible. Euphoric. But it seems a bit rude just to stand there silently and enjoying hep I mean, in SCP-6020's happy vibe anomalous thingamy without at least saying hello. We didn't talk all that much, quite honestly. Poor chap. We spoke a little about how he was feeling in the garden, I believe. He kept telling me about flowers and plants on the outer edge of SCP-6020-A. I rather got the impression that it wanted me to push off. But also that it didn't, if you know what I mean. Wasn't happy being alone. Wasn't happy being with others. Very, um, familiar, as I say, poor old chap. It was all recorded. Thank you, Doctor. I think we'll end things there. 
You have been most helpful. Very glad to be of service. End log. Interview log four. Interviews with SCP-6020. Preface. SCP-6020 speaks through a form of telepathic projection and as such cannot be recorded with audio equipment. In the following interviews, SCP-6020's side of the conversation has instead been transcribed by individuals present. While these logs are as accurate as possible, minor errors and omissions may therefore have occurred during transcription. Being in close enough proximity to SCP-6020 to communicate with it induces a sense of intense euphoria, which can result in distraction and atypical behavior. Interview Log 6020-A1-2017-3 Interviewee, SCP-6020 Interviewer, Dr. Lisa Alderman Transcriber, Dr. Aj Buchanan Also present, Dr. Lisa Chu, Dr. Raphael Naismith, Dr. Aiden Sachs, Dr. Hannah Mioga Forward the following interview occurred nine days after Foundation personnel first made contact with SCP-6020. Due to the disorientation from SCP-6020-A's effect, several prior talks with SCP-6020 had failed to be properly recorded. Begin log. Hello, Hepulakoli. I hope that you're doing well today. Would it be all right if we had a conversation? You do not have to speak to me, you know. I know I don't have to, but I'd really like to talk to you. Wouldn't you like to talk to me? No. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, and I apologize if I've done anything to upset you. If you wouldn't like to talk with me, we could get Mark instead, the guy you spoke to yesterday. No. No, you have done nothing. I simply have no desire to burden you further, any of you. Talking to me wouldn't be a burden. It would be a favor. Please, Hepalakoli. It would really, really help me out. Very well. Thank you so much. That really means a lot. So, um, I'm going to ask you some questions, if that's okay. And my friend here is going to write some of the things you say down. Some of them may be questions you've answered before, but we'd really like to get them down on paper for our records. In your own words. No, you describes me as a god. I do not think the way you do. I do not think in labels, words, language. I speak with you by finding the words in your minds. Your word for what I am is God. Oh. Well, uh, hold on a sec. I wrote these down somewhere because I knew they'd feel terribly unimportant when I was here. Uh, okay, right. Pathetic, miserable little god. Well, hey, I would certainly never call you pathetic. Maybe not. There's lots of things I'd love to understand about you. Could you tell me when you were born? or started to exist. That is complicated, you would not understand. Try me. You would not understand, you do not have the words to describe it. None of you do. Please, you can dumb it down for me. Even if I don't understand all of it, I'd still really like to hear you tell me what you can. Honestly, it's fascinating learning about you. I was begun here a long time ago. A woman came to this place hungry and thirsty and tired. 
She prayed as she walked to all that was around her. She begged of the air and the trees and the soil and the sun for food. And just here she found it. And here she found it. Bushes of black fruit, you do not have a name for them. She knelt and ate and thanked the earth beneath her feet for the miracle. To her, the bushes had seemed to sprout from the soil at her request. She left, and when she returned, she brought more people. They ate, they settled, and soon they brought the stones. They began me, and molded me, and named me Hippolyte, God of earth, God of soil, the immortal, the life protector, the fruit giver. They wove me out of dance and song and prayer and belief, so much belief. And yet, and yet, once they had done so, once I had a mind to think with, I immediately understood that I had always been here, that I would always be here. I had been the one to tug upon the wind and bring the fruit seeds. I had bent the earth to bring them water, spread the trees to give them light. It had been I, Epilocoli, that had brought forth fruit for the woman after all. I began on the day she visited my soil, but I existed then at all times from the very start to whatever may come after. My people were right to believe in me. They believed that I tended their plants, chased away their sorrows, cleansed their pain, and so I did. I was vain, pathetic, wretched little god. But that sounds lovely. You brought them what they wanted. Why does that make you pathetic? I am tired. Please, Hippolokoli, help me to understand. No. No, I am ashamed. So very ashamed. I am tired now. I'm sure it couldn't have been all that bad. And not here, of all places. It's not so nice here. SCP-6020 refused to resume conversation. Hey everyone, it's Pacific, here with a quick ad break and a reminder. For just $5 a month, you can get access to ad-free and bonus episodes, and for October 2023 only, if you sign up this month, you also get three postcards. It's a great deal. Join us. You can find a link to our Patreon in the show notes below, or by visiting patreon.com slash scp underscore pod. And now, a quick message from our sponsors. Thanks for listening, and now, back to the show. Interview Log 5 Interview Log 6020-A1-2017-2 Interviewee SCP-6020 Interviewer Dr. Aiden Sachs Transcriber Dr. Aj Buchanan Forward Human remains were discovered in the soil around SCP-6020 which it subsequently claimed were members of the tribe that had worshipped it. After lengthy discussion, SCP-6020 agreed for one of the bones to be removed for carbon dating, on the understanding it would be returned afterwards. The following conversation took place immediately after the bone was reburied. Begin log. Thank you.
All as promised. I'm sorry it was necessary to remove anything. Uh, but I assure you, it was treated with the uttermost respect. You clearly cared for them a great deal. You must miss them very much. Yes, but I do not deserve to. It sullies them. I think everyone deserves to miss the people that they've loved. No, it could not have been love. Pathetic how I cling to their husks. Yet I am still alone, and I will always be alone. Is company something that you want, Hippolycoli? Is there any being that does not? Do you feel that you don't have enough company here? We could certainly arrange for more regular conversations if that's something you'd like. I have no desire for anyone to be forced into my presence. Of course not. That isn't what I meant. There would be no question of forcing anyone. I know that every one of our researchers here would love to spend more time with you. It, it isn't often you get to talk to a god, even in our job. <laughs> uh, and you must know people enjoy being near you. Isn't that right, Dr. Buchanan? Oh, absolutely. Nearby, yes, near me, they enjoy the feeling, the thing that makes them happy. They do not enjoy me. They wish I were not here to spoil their enjoyment. Even here, I upset them. What makes you think that? That's not true at all. You're fascinating, Hepalacoli. Absolutely fascinating. We love getting to talk to you. SCP-6020 refused to resume conversation. Interview Log 6 Interview Log 6020-A1-2017-3 Interviewee SCP-6020 Interviewer Dr. Daniel Sean Transcriber Dr. Simon Lee Forward Dr. Daniel Sean is a Foundation psychotherapist who has worked with a number of anomalous entities with mental health conditions. The following was intended as an introductory session. Begin log. Good afternoon, Hepalocally. My name is Dr. Daniel Sean. You can call me Dr. Sean or Daniel, whatever you'd prefer. I understand you've been told why I'm here today. Yes, it is pointless. I wouldn't be so sure, but you're definitely not the first patient who said that to me when we first met, and I'm sure you won't be the last. It's completely understandable to be skeptical, especially when you're coming from a very unique set of circumstances. But I have rather a lot of experience supporting patients with unique circumstances. I can't make you any promises, but what do you say we give it a go? You never know. It might surprise you. It will not. You do not have to waste your time. I am sorry to have troubled you. Waste my time? Not at all. Not at all. I don't think I'd trade standing right here for all the world. It's really quite wonderful. And of course, I mean, it wouldn't be a waste of time anyway. I'm here to find out how we can go about helping you. You cannot. Nonsense. No, no. Being defeatist won't get us anywhere at all. There is always the possibility of recovery, of... We don't need to worry too much over the details right now. All I'm here for today is a little chat, so we can get to know each other a little better. Although, of course, that's not saying we can't work through some things right now, while the iron is hot. I feel quite... I feel like I can do an awful lot today. There is much to do inside, I believe. 
Who could be inside on a day like this? This place, this garden is very beautiful. So I am told. If only I could meet all my patients in a place like this. It's just so hard to be miserable here. So I am told. Hepalocally, tell me, how are you feeling today? It does not matter. Of course it matters. It absolutely matters. You matter very much, and don't go thinking otherwise. Tell me. The same way I have felt for thousands of years, and will feel for countless thousands more. When your kind have all left, and the sun has shriveled and the soil is dead, I will still be here just the same. And you think that's a bad thing? (laughs) That's so... (laughs) So silly. You'll find this so funny when you get past all this. Do you know how many people like me spend their lives yearning to be like you, unaffected by age or death, living the most beautiful most perfectly fantastic landscape I have ever seen. I mean, just look at this place. Look at it. A beautiful gem in a beautiful world. And all this is because of you. Magnificent. And don't you see, you have eternity to figure all this out. Most of us get nothing close to that. Why, If I had time for a few more sessions with certain patients, it would make all the difference in the world. And you have forever and ever. You just... It's just about seeing the world the right way. That's it, really. That's what it all comes down to. And you have an infinity to find out how, and then the whole rest of infinity once you do. All this will be just a blink of an eye. And I mean, just look around. What is there, when you really think about it, to be so down about? A world rotting beyond my borders, the bones of my people. The failure I regret with every moment of this endless existence. No, no, I do understand all that. Believe me, I've had so many regrets too. So many questions about whether I was making the right choices in life. Whether I should have stayed with painting. Whether I should have joined the foundation. But now, right now, I understand how absurd it was to waste so much time worrying about things like that. (laughs) Life is so much more important. And all the little things matter, you see. Every moment, even the dull parts and the bad parts... They're all... It's still life, you know? It's like... I can't find the right words, but it's there. Right there. I am happy for you. And I am happy for you. You don't see it yet, but you'll understand eventually. I know you will. The bad days always end. And then, then you'll have all of the time in the world to enjoy it, in this wonderful place. You don't realize how lucky you are. At this point, Dr. Lee intervened to end the interview and move Dr. Shan out of SCP-6020's immediate vicinity. SCP-6020 refused to communicate with Foundation personnel for 23 days following this encounter. End log. Afterward, Dr. Shan appeared to have been particularly susceptible to SCP-6020-A2's effect. Due to SCP-6020's negative reaction to the encounter, plans for further in-person therapy have been put on hold. SCP-6020 was invited to take part in remote therapy, with an on-site staff member acting as a go-between for a psychotherapist and SCP-6020. The offer was emphatically declined. Interview Log 7 Interview Log, 
6020-A1-2018-4. Interviewee, SCP-6020. Interviewer, Dr. George Stanworth. Transcriber, Dr. Ava Kelly. Forward. The following is a spontaneous conversation between SCP-6020 and Dr. George Stanworth, a visiting Foundation researcher with a history of mental health difficulties. Dr. Stanworth had been enjoying the intensity of SCP-6020-A's effect while standing beside SCP-6020. Begin log. Hello, SCP... I mean, Hepolacoli. How are you feeling today, if you don't mind me asking, of course? You do not wish to know. I do. I mean, that's why I asked. You are being polite. It is unnecessary. I don't think that politeness is ever really unnecessary, you know. My grandmother certainly said so. But then you should have heard the things she used to say about Nancy Baker at number 22. Ah, deception. Your kind have the ability to delude themselves in order to be happy. You are very fortunate. I'm not sure that's how I would put it, but certainly I feel very fortunate to be here. Really, Hepolacoli, tell me how you're doing. It would only upset you. Well, first of all, I'm not sure if I can be upset here. But if it does upset me, then that would rather blow your theory about us not caring about you out of the water, wouldn't it? Aha! Got you there, haven't I? Not that being logical tends to help when you're, you know, going through this type of stuff. At least, that's how I remember it. I always hated when people tried to be obnoxiously logical about everything, even if I can't quite remember what was so unpleasant about it. I do understand, you know, what it's like, I mean. You do not. You cannot begin to conceive of it. Well, I suppose I can't know what it's like specifically for you, even if I could remember exactly what it felt like for me. But I know I felt something similar. Have you, have you spent thousands of years in solitude in regret, surrounded only by the remnants of your failure, the victims of your inferiority, every moment weighed with the guilt of your worthlessness and the knowledge that all of this shall never ever end. No. No, you had me beaten there. Although, <laughs> life with my father might have been a close-run thing. But that's in the past now, and we can't be ruled by the past forever. You enjoy the flowers here. There are new flowers in the east of my border. I'm sorry, that that wasn't very empathetic of me, was it? I'm afraid, you know, this place, being this close to you, it makes it hard to understand some things. No, you are quite right, and I apologise unreservedly. The trees in the west have grown since this morning. They have 344 new leaves. You will find them interesting. Hippolycholi, I can't talk about what you've been through, but the feelings of, well, of misery, of self-hatred, of depression, that is something I've known. Something a lot of us have known, especially the people who come here. What I mean is just, well, I don't want you to think you're alone in all this. I am alone. I am always alone. I am not like you. You have hope. Yes, right now, but only because you gave it to me, Apollocoli. No, not that, your kind. You stop. You have endings. No matter what you endure, you have the hope of it stopping. You are safe from eternity. You mean death? Yes, death, finality, secession. 
Do you want to die? It has been such a very, very long time since I last wished to be alive. I am tired. So tired of my punishment. Your punishment? I do not deserve to cease. I deserve this. It is my fault. That's not... Sorry, I mean... Why do you think you deserve to feel this way? The fruit trees are heavy again. You will enjoy the apples. All right. I won't pry. But I mean... Well, look, obviously no one here wants you to die, but are you so certain you're going to be around forever? What would happen if the garden was gone, or your stone was broken? Then I would no longer be able to speak or to see, but I will remain here just the same. My people wanted an immortal god that at least I have done. Right. I'm so sorry. But there must be something we can do to help you. There are white egret orchids in bloom in the south, I am told. They are most beautiful. Yes, yes, right. You're right. Um, look, I really don't want to leave you, or for you to think that I'm leaving because of you. But this spot is... I think I'm getting a little too buzzed out. And if I stay here and keep talking, I'm going to start telling you that things aren't really so bad when you think about it. And I still have enough sense to know what a horrible thing that is to hear. So, I'm going to go. But, I don't know. Can I do anything for you at all? Get anyone? No, thank you, Doctor. Goodbye, I... I'm glad you enjoyed the garden. End log. Interview log 8. Interview log 6020-A1-2021-5. Interviewee, SCP-6020. Interviewer, Dr. Monica Gale. Transcriber, Dr. Aj Buchanan. Also present, Dr. Lisa Chu. Forward. The following conversation took place after 27 days of non-communication from SCP-6020. A trigger for this behavior has not been determined. Staff members have been visiting SCP-6020 each evening to attempt to speak with it. On this occasion, SCP-6020 called out to Drs. Gale, Buchanan, and Chu as they approached it. This is the first and so far only occasion on which SCP-6020 has initiated communication. Begin log. Take the bones away. Hippolocoli, what's wrong? Take the bones away. It's okay. Please hey, take hey, hey. the bones away. Hey, it's okay. Them. We can take the bones. Them. What's happened, Hippolocoli? Wretched, miserable, weak. I do not deserve them. Hippolocoli, please calm down. We're here to help you. No, you still do not understand. If you understood, you would despise me. I cannot be helped. I should not be helped. Take the bones from me. We can get people to dig them up right now, okay? Lisa, look. Tell Aiden what's going on. Dr. Chu leaves. Too late. They'll be here soon. I promise. It's all too late. It is all too late. Nothing but bones. You will leave me. I hate them for leaving me behind. Wretched things. Wretched bodies. Wretched. Wretched God. What's happened, Hippolocoli? We want to help. I mean... To do whatever it is you need from us. 
but you have to tell us what's wrong. Please? Miserable, worthless God, make the plants grow, make the children smile, make the painless, silly little God. It was nothing, nothing. I could not shake mountains. I could not make the wind carry more than seeds. I could not turn the spear or knife. I could not break a strand of their hair. Whose hair? I could have given them food, all the food had they wanted. Who are you talking about? Your people? No. No, they came for my people, broke their skulls, tore their skin. My happy, trusting people. Uh, Hippolocally, I am so sorry. Do not pity me, loathe me, hate me. It is my fault, all of this. They came to me and I killed them, my people. When the killers came, they ran to me, to my fruit and flowers and stones. They couldn't have scattered into the forests, but they came to me instead, and prayed and sang and knelt in the soil as they were hunted. They believed I could save them. They asked their silly little fruit giver life, bless her, their miserable, stunted god, to turn aside the invaders, to save their land. They begged me, they begged as they were cut and smashed to pieces. Right in front of me they would not run because of me. And all I could do was make them smile. Despicable, all gone, all smiling, all my fault. Several researchers begin to approach with shovels. No. No. No, leave them, leave them alone. I deserve them. Leave the bones. Let them hurt me. Let them hurt Epilocoli, we won't touch them if you don't want us to. But would it help to have them gone for a little while? We can always put them back later. SCP-6020 refused to resume conversation. End log. Addendum 3, Dr. Naismith's Proposal. Notice from the Foundation Records and Security Administration. All information pertaining to Dr. Naismith's proposal has been removed from this page. Authorized personnel may continue to access this information via the O5 proposal database. Proposal ID ZZ9-2ZA-770 Primary Signatory Dr. Raphael Naismith Additional Signatories Dr. Chucky Mori and Dr. Monica Gale Status Completed Date November 6, 2021. For the consideration of the O5 Council, SCP-6020 is an immobile, sentient, and non-hostile entity which generates an anomalous field around itself. This field, designated SCP-6020-A, has a profoundly positive effect on living organisms within it. Plants are given nourishment and protected from environmental hazards and natural aging. Sapient creatures experience increased happiness, decreased hostility, and reduced symptoms of mental illness. The size of SCP-6020-A can be controlled by providing SCP-6020 with different amounts of worship. Currently, SCP-6020-A is maintained within the boundaries of Site-171, which uses it to support the containment and welfare of various sentient anomalies. We are proposing 
a phased expansion of SCP-6020-A until it encompasses the entirety of the planet Earth. Research into the amount of worship required to maintain SCP-6020-A's area indicates that this degree of expansion would be entirely achievable. All studies of SCP-6020-A to date have concluded that its effects are wholly beneficial. No detrimental side effects have been detected. It does not induce addiction, dependency, compulsion, lethargy, incautiousness, or a loss of self or free will. We appreciate that this proposal appears to run contrary to one of the Foundation's core principles, to maintain normality. However, we believe that the value of this doctrine must be balanced with our moral responsibility to humankind. We have, quite frankly, been offered a golden opportunity. This is not an anomaly with a few minor benefits for select individuals. This is not an anomaly that can be dangerous in the wrong hands. SCP-6020 has the potential to improve literally billions of lives. It could, quite conceivably, realize the human dream of world peace. It is not a question of whether we have the right to change this planet. It is a question of whether we have the right to refuse to. Signed, Raphael Nazmith. O5 verdict. Proposal denied. This week's episode is possible. This week's episode is possible thanks to our patrons. Joining us this week was Nate Khan, Rahul, that one furry, Lillian Augustine, Purveyor of Chaos, Alex Wend, Daniel Silver, Felix Poisson, Yu He, Aran Aladdin, and Taylor Bales. Thanks for supporting the show, guys. You help us do what we do. SCP Archives was created by Pacific S. Obadiah and John Grills. SCP-6020 was written by Uncanyon. Our script was by Kevin Whitlock. Our narrator was John Grills. Dr. Sachs was Russ Moore. Dr. Alderman was Katrina Piscina. Dr. Buchanan was Daisy McNamara. Dr. Gale was Rissa Montanez. Dr. Shan was Brandon Nguyen. Dr. Stanworth was Krim Cronfley. Dr. White was Marquise Moore. Nazmith was Stephen Indrasano. And SCP-6020 was Scott Paladin. Our theme song was done by Tom Rory Parsons. And our editor was Veronica California. Our showrunner is Kale Brown. And I'm your producer, Pacific S. Obadiah. Our executive producers are Tom Owen and Brad Miska. And this is a Bloody FM show. For more information, visit bloody.fm. <laughs>